What's up, guys? Uh, welcome to Courtside Story. So uh, this is a basketball podcast by uh, four of us enthusiasts, and we just plan to sort of analyze and look at some of the developments in the basketball community and talk about that. Uh, and just because it'll be more engaging for us that way. So uh, Amon and I are gonna handle. I'm Krishna, and Amon and I are gonna handle the play-in tournament for the Eastern Conference in today's episode. Our friends TJ and Aru are going to be doing the same thing for the Western Conference play-in, and I guess they got lucky with that bargain because that's been way more interesting. But yeah, anyway, so uh, we're going to first talk about the Indiana Charlotte game that happened. So, uh, Amon, what are your thoughts? How do you think that game went? Bro, I think all right. So first of all, I think this is common with like all the Eastern Conference games. None of them were particularly close, to say the least. All right. Now, secondly, before the game started, interestingly enough. I thought that, you know, Hornets had the edge over the Pacers because a lot of Pacers players are, you know, like out because of injury. You know, like Miles Turner, sure, Brogdon came back, but then we also saw that Levert was out because of the protocol, COVID protocols and stuff like that, right? So, you know, have that having done, and you know, like considering the fact that okay, Hayward was out, but even then, like Charlotte wasn't playing like particularly bad. Like they were playing, they weren't the best form. But like I still, I still thought that you know they could pull it off. But what happened was once they started, right? McDermott just came out hot. He came out so hot. He was fucking like you know he's on fire. He scored 16 points in the first quarter, and you know that combined with the fact that Charlotte just couldn't get hot because of well, a I don't think their short selection was particularly great. On top of that, Pacers played like good lockdown D. All right, they 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 were a bigger team. It was harder for like you know the Hornets to get into the paint also. And because of that, they couldn't score. And after that, I think because of that big first quarter by Pacers, they just never recovered. Like Charlotte never recovered. Bro, like imagine having to go home and tell your kids the reason you're <laughs> getting fucked in the plane is Doug McDermott. Like okay. it's not an all star. It's not even a, a household name. This is just a dude who can like at most he can shoot threes. And he went out and he did that nonstop and he killed it. He absolutely Obviously. touched him. Yeah, yeah, dude. They had Indiana had a sixteen point edge in the first quarter. If you have a sixteen point edge at halftime, you're killing it. They had it in the first quarter. Like if they lost after that, it would have been fucking blasphemous. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's like the the, the tone was set and Charlotte just never recovered. It was a very straightforward game. Bro, uh, I think like here's the thing. All right. So Charlotte is a young team. It doesn't have any vets. Their closest thing to a vet would have been Gordon Hayward, who I wouldn't really call a vet, but he would have been the closest to a vet, and he wasn't there either, right? So, you know, when you're down by that amount, all right, the only way like you can come back and you can take force and come back, all right. Like I'll give you an example. Like um, these guys were down in the third quarter. In that, in the seeding game, Wizards were down in the third quarter, the end of the third quarter by eleven, right? But like because they had Brad, Bradley Beal, and Russell Westbrook, you know, these guys can lead a comeback. Truth is, like when you don't have vets, you don't have, and your your players super young and stuff, so your teams are super young. Your team is in general super young. It's damn hard to lead a comeback, especially against you know a defensively dominant team like the Pacers, who played well that night, and on on the other hand, Charlotte just couldn't, like. It, there were so many turnovers in the first quarter, and it's not like it's not because of stupid passes or anything like that. The biggest reason for turnovers was just bro, you know, Pacers just stole the ball, got out in transition, and uh, on the fast. PJ McConnell. Yeah, not just McConnell. A lot of them did it, right? 
McDermott, yeah. had, McDermott had like a steal or something, or maybe two in the first quarter. It was ridiculous. Right? Yeah. See, like the Pacers aren't a super team or anything, but at the yeah. same time, I think the only way the Hornets could have come back from this is if Michael Jordan came out of retirement and played for them. Because, dude, like, honestly, see, I get that they were down in the first quarter, but the thing is, I was just looking at the box score. Second quarter, they were down by eight. All right. Like, in just the second quarter, I mean. So, uh, after being down by 16 in the first, and they were down by another six points in the third quarter. So, they lost every quarter except the fourth. And the fourth was irrelevant. Both teams had their benches playing. So, yeah. this game was basically over at halftime. It didn't like it didn't even take until the third quarter for them to close it out. And I think it went as expected once the first quarter was done, right? Like, Domantis yeah. came out, he played a good game. Malcolm Brogdon played a surprisingly good game. He's coming off injury. But yeah, he yeah, came but out, Brogdon he played good. Brogdon played damn good, like, on a separate note. Brogdon played quite well against the fucking Wizards as well. Okay. Um, yeah. Yesterday. But, um, no, getting back to the Pacers-Hornets uh, game. Bro, so, dude, in spite of Sabonis in the start, right, he was having a bit of trouble getting hot, right? You know? Um, he was missing a sh- few shots and stuff. But even, like, dude, they just couldn't take advantage of that. Bro, the truth is, like, dude, the Hornets are so young, right? They have, like, you know, LaMelo Ball and, you know, he makes flashy passes and all of that. But it's not, they don't have a go-to person, bro. Right? You know, if shit's gone down, Right, they don't have a person like bro. Like, see, I think they've tried to make Terry Rozier embrace that role, but I don't think it's working out. Bro, like, so Terry reasons. Rozier can go out. Yeah, yeah. Right, you're right. Absolutely, it's not working out. And the two reasons, bro. A, Terry Rozier, he's good. Okay, but he's not like, he's not J- Jason Tatum, bro. Right, you know, he's not. He's right. not a brilliant young talent. Okay, he's good. Like, not to put anything away, not take anything away from him. Right, but he's. He's pretty good. He's great. He can, you know, he can have massive games and stuff. But dude, it's not like, yeah, like I said, he's not like he's not Jason Tatum. He's not, he's not fucking, I don't know, bro. He's not Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker. Fuck that. He ain't even De'Aaron Fox, bro. In my opinion, okay. Uh, <laughs> maybe I've pushed it, but I don't know, bro. But my point I, is, I dude, don't know if that's disrespectful to De'Aaron Fox or what. But yeah, I get you. Like, see, Terry Rozier. I think there's a difference between going off on any given day and being a consistent closeout player. Like, yeah. at the end of games, you can't necessarily have Rozier taking your last shot and trusting that he's going to make everything. This dude isn't you like, know, like you said. Much he's more not importantly, a... in the start, when you're behind, right? It's not like you can trust Rozier to, you know, lead the comeback, so to say. Yeah, right? yeah. And I, I think, I, see, I think, like, Gordon Hayward would have been very relevant to this. I, I feel bad that both these teams are playing through heavy injuries. Like, I mean, in all honesty, Hornet injuries significant, but not as significant as, you know, the one which the Pacers have suffered, bro. There's so many. For sure. For sure. They don't have TJ Warren. They don't have... That's why they got abused. They got abused by fucking Rizzo's for this exact reason. Exactly, exactly. And bro, if we thought this game wasn't fucking close, that game was even worse, bro. For sure. For sure. See, like, this game, if the first quarter didn't go the way it went, there was a propensity for some kind of competition. Right, like, yeah. I don't think it's impossible because Miles Bridges had a good game. He had 23, alright. So, when their young stars are showing up like that, they can do something. But the problem is McDermott destroyed them. He fucked them in the first quarter. He ended it no, right he there. Dist- so, he destroyed their will. 
ஒரு <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I can't believe I'm saying this, but Cody Zello dropped 17, all right. And those aren't players you typically expect to have good play-in games. But the players who they needed to show up, Devontae Graham, all right, Terry Rozio, LaMelo Ball. And I can't yeah. blame LaMelo, dude's a kid, right? Yeah, and the yeah. same applies to Graham. Like, all these guys are, they're young talent and I have hope for the Hornets in the coming years. Like, maybe MJ won't look that bad as a GM once, like, you know, they pick up. but right now with this young core something like a high pressure game like the play in or the playoffs is like i think it's outside their scope and that's why that was on full display against the pacers all right so all right so i think that pretty much sums up what happened with pacers hornets bro they got abused because like you know they lost it in the start like you know if we were to move on to the next game which is uh wizards celtics right like which was also like in my opinion quite the like it wasn't like as much of a blowout but it was quite a blowout itself on its own uh, but it was quite different because you know the wizards like okay the truth is it's not like either of them came out hot okay westbrook was having like he had a horrible night okay all right brad was coming back from the fucking hamstring and it it, it showed bro you know he didn't have his hops he didn't have his vertical it wasn't that high and he didn't even have his hang time bro all right and it showed you know on the offensive plays and you know, he couldn't score that much he was limping back here and there but in spite of that all right if you go see it, the game was quite close bro all right especially in the first quarter like as opposed to the previous game i think this one like the blowout started in third like the second half was where the game like got contentious and like yeah 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 exactly. that's when the exactly. celtics sort of took the edge yeah so bro so yeah. i think like in fact dude the the wizards were up at the half right? yeah they so, were up at the half by two yeah exactly and i think like so russ started off like sort of weak offensively he seemed to be like not driving and being as consistent with the way he usually controls the pace and i think that really hurt the wizards i think i i don't know bro like there was something really wrong with russell like you don't see russell westbrook playing at that slow you know lazy you know pace you know he normally, wasn't playing at his pace yeah exactly he was he, normally like you know he's one of the fast one of the fastest if not the fastest player on the court okay he's one of the most aggressive and energetic players like you know he'll go for the bounds he'll drive to the hoop okay and like you know he pretty much do he'll drive and throw it out drive and lay it up all of that stuff right but i don't know bro and like dude like the wizards rely on, like dude you know the wizards aren't aren't even teams as deep uh, wizards aren't even like you know as deep as like you know hornets or pacers okay they need their stars to like fucking carry them right in any yeah. situation where their stars aren't getting hot they're fucked the wizards might be one See, of the worst i think usually the so they, they've had other they've had other games where one of their stars doesn't show up and the other yeah, still yeah. carries them and it's enough the problem they had was like bradley could not get going dude like you were saying how he wasn't like his injury was on display right and i think like 
that showed like for instance there were plays where he got blocked all right and it was just because he wasn't getting that high on his jump shot or he wasn't yeah. able to use his athletic moves in the paint stuff like that and until i think the second quarter bradley beal could not get going and even after the second quarter he could not sustain what whatever buckets he was getting so yeah. i think their offensive production was too haphazard they were just making shots they weren't able to create plays they weren't able to consistently yeah, manufacture I mean, which, buckets which is really surprising because like you know russell westbrook was, is one of the best playmakers you know Thanks. in the in the league you know i i this what bro i don't know bro i don't know what happened that night bro because a main thing <laughs> happened in his personal life or some shit went down bro man was just not himself on the court that day yeah i think i mean obviously i, I think in all of this we shouldn't underscore the night jason tatum had okay like no, jason sure, tatum in sure. the third quarter jason tatum in the third quarter like i think he just came out with something to prove no cuz look see mm-hmm. on, on a 50 point night typically you have a guy getting super hot right Tatum got hot in the third, in my opinion. Like the first two quarters, he had buckets, he got points, but he wasn't doing it on like ridiculous efficiency. He wasn't like you know super hot. He was just persevering. He was taking shots. Bro, he didn't give a fuck. Let, let me put it to you this way, right? But there is there is an inherent reason for that. Okay, so first, if you go see like the Wizards season they've had, right? Um, the Wizards have been like of like when the game start when the season started even for the, like the first half more than even the first half right they were a shit team defensively they were garbage team defensively and you know like they were i don't know when um, they were uh offensively they were good okay they were uh, they're a high scoring team with high pace and stuff like it's not like they're like nets right they're not like an offensive powerhouse you know uh, yeah they have bradley beal yeah they have russell westbrook but that's it they don't have They don't even have remotely decent role players. Okay, Daniel Gafford, Chandler. No, first of all, Daniel Alex Gafford. Alex Len. Alex Len is lucky to have a fucking contract. All right, shut the fuck up. Right. Bro, uh, the only reason Alex Len has a contract is he's seven feet tall, bro. Okay. See, the it, Wizards was... are as deep as the children's section of a swimming pool. All right. Yeah. They are. In yeah. fact, not even that, dude. They're as deep as a fucking puddle. Puddle. <laughs> dude, this is. This this team has two players who can get their own bucket. I, I mean, actually three if you count Ish Smith, who I think is one of the most underrated players in the league. That dude gets traded around. He gets passed around as if he's the basketball. But dude, he's insane. He's one of the quickest players in the league. All right, sure, like, sure. and I also think like his interior finishing is underrated. He has a great jump shot. No, like, all of and that. And I think all of that. Bro, all of that's great. Okay, but the problem with Ish Smith is Ish Smith has never played big minutes in his career. Okay. Plus he's six foot nothing, which is the equivalent to four foot nothing in the NBA. So, yeah, yeah dude. Like I mean, I, see, I, that's the thing. Bro, you yeah. can't rely on that guy. Yeah, so you can't that's rely, a problem. Bro. And I think, yeah. So I think because of that, that really hurt the Wizards. No, but, and like, okay. So no, no. I was saying, getting back. Right. So they they started out very bad defensively. Right. The year, but in the end, when the season ended, right, with the last run, you know, the Wizards' net rating offense plus defense was fifth in the league. All right, but you could see their shitty defensiveness come into the play this thing, and I don't know what kind of fuck all rotations they were on. Okay, like I don't understand. Bradley Beal was guarding Jason Tatum, <laughs> not in the first quarter, second quarter, no, no, fucking throughout the game, bro. Bradley Beal is six foot three. All right, Jason Tatum is six foot nine, bro. There's an average penis difference in their height. All right, it's <laughs> fucked up. 
You tell me, bro. How? Mr. On top of that, Jason David has a huge wingspan of seven feet or some shit, bro. Right? Yeah, um, I mean, see, I get it, okay? I think a lot of the defensive rotations were screwed up. At the same time, I think Boston didn't screw up the defensive rotation, right? Bro, they, like, Boston successively played, had the right dude. Yeah, yeah. Boston played great D, bro. I, I, I have to point it out, you know, and respect that. And on the other hand, the fucking Wizards played third D. Like, dude, like, <laughs> all right, see... If you tell me that, okay, cool, bro, you should, like, the reason they were putting uh, Bradley Beal on this thing is because uh, Westbrook is only fast enough, only Westbrook is fast enough to guard Kemba. Bro, that's some shit, bro. That clearly wasn't working either. Kemba dropped 29. (laughs) And and Kemba got hot at the start of the game. Can I just say, at this point, is it not sensible enough to fucking switch it out? It's balls, bro. It's absolute balls. See, I agree with you, but uh, I think one one point that we're like we're sort of underscoring everything Boston did right. Like I think had the Wizards gotten their defensive rotation correct, had they done everything, they would have still lost because Beal and Westbrook didn't show up and Tatum and Kemba did. It's as simple as that. And I think one other crazy thing Boston got right uh, is that their team passing, their ball rotation was crazy. Like so, Kemba had two assists, dude. He had two assists the whole game because he could focus on shooting the ball. Because Marcus Smart was throwing dimes. Jason Tatum, on a 50-point night, still threw four dimes. You had uh, Evan Fournier who can throw dimes. Right. They had excellent ball Bro, rotation I mean, overall. I mean, dude, without Jalen Brown. Without Jalen Brown, all right? Without Jalen Brown, on paper, uh, the Celtics are not just a better team. They're a significantly better team than the Wizards. So this doesn't surprise me, bro. Okay. Kemba's an all-star. And an all NBA team player. Okay. All NBA level player. Or you definitely has been and played that night. Jason Tatum is all in is an all NBA level player. He played it like he made all NBA last year. All right. Marcus Smart is all defensive. All right. Uh, and he's an underrated Brown, offensive talent. Marcus yeah, yeah, Smart can sure, do everything sure, on offense. For sure. All right. Jalen Brown is fucking and he's an all-star, but he wasn't there. All right. Dude, I've, that guy is Jimmy Butler, but on the Celtics. Bro, I, and Evan Forney is a great role player, all right? Tristan Thomas, is a, even in this age, he's a great role player, all right? On the other hand, who the fuck does the Wizards have, bro? They had Russell Westbrook, who I told you was probably suffering from personal issues, all right? And they had Bradley Beal. Man couldn't jump for shit. Bro, and who else, bro? Darvis Maitunne Burton, sir. Bro, Latvian fucking laser my ass, bro. Right. Oh, no, no, I, I think like Bertans is like he missed a lot of shots, he couldn't get going from deep. But dude, he, I blame Westbrook to some extent for it also. Like Bertans wasn't getting the looks he usually gets. Bro, like usually you, Westbrook does the driving kick out so well. I absolutely I absolutely agree, bro. I'm telling you, the man was suffering his first issues. <laughs> to anyone watching, by the way, Amon has just made this all about the Wizards screwing up because he loves Russell Westbrook and I think he just needed to vent all the frustration because the fact is, despite all this, Celtics did play a great game, alright? Tatum is oh, for sure. 50 points. I never underscored yeah. that, can I just say? Yeah, and I think Tristan Thompson was an excellent addition. Like, I don't think he's going to bring them a chip or anything, but I think at the center position, that's who they needed. Like, I don't think Daniel Price was getting it done sure. last year, so I think... That's definitely worked for them. But yeah, like I don't think there's that much else to say about Boston Wizards. Like 
I, by the end, the wizards gave yeah. up, dude. Yeah, yeah. No. And very understandable. What can I say, bro? If I was on the wizards, I would have yeah. gone home if, if, at like family, the end of dude, the Dude, yeah. You, he had to tend to the family issues which were causing all this. <laughs> yeah. No, like, I think it was a straightforward game after a point. Like, the wizards tried at halftime. They tried in third, but they could not. No, no. At half, they were up, bro. And then once Tatum got going. Like, Tatum was good. Okay, I'm not going to say he was, like... He, he took his time to get going, but he was good, even the first half. But then he just went off, bro. Some 23 points he scored in a quarter. What the fuck? Yeah, the, dude, his performance was Kobe-esque. He had buckets from everywhere. Okay, he scored from everywhere. He did it in all kinds of ways. He was unstoppable. The rim was helping him. Everything went his way, all right? Dude had a crazy game. He played 41 minutes, all right? So, I think it was just straightforward from that point. There was nothing else the Celtics needed to do, and there was nothing the Wizards could do. So that's last, just pretty much how the game ended. The last four minutes, the starters weren't playing, bro. But anyway, like I'd say, the the Pacers Wizards game also went a similar way, bro. You know, yeah. Uh, I think Russell Westbrook uh, solved those family issues, okay, and he came to the court, and he played like the man was fucking playing in the entire second half of the season. All right. That's the game you expect from Russell Westbrook, bro. He may have had more points, bro. Sure, on on that night, all right. But it doesn't matter. He was efficient yesterday, all right. He had fifteen dimes, all right. He had eight rebounds. Dude, I think we've come to normalize these nights when Westbrook has eighteen, fifteen, and eight, and all. Like, dude, this seems like an average Russ performance. If any other yeah, player we... did this, if a dude dropped eighteen, fifteen, and eight, we'd be losing our minds. Almost Russell Westbrook has normalized it. Yeah. Yeah, and he was great from the free throw line, which is usually a criticism I like to throw down on Westbrook. But, like, he killed it in every way possible. Bradley Beal was insane. That 25 points is not indicative of the kind of scoring night he had, right? Like, dude did that in 28 minutes, all right? Yeah. And I think we should give some credit to Daniel Gafford, even though all his buckets were Russell Westbrook Five creation. Blocks. Five blocks, bro. You can't, you can't Five blocks. play that out. Of course, right? And he also grabbed 13 boards, which, no. like, I mean, Westbrook can create no. buckets for you, but he can't grab boards for you. So... I mean, he can. <laughs> no, I mean, man, yeah, like, he can. You know, he averaged like 17 pounds. Bro, I said Westbrook can't grab boards for Gafford. In okay, the sense yeah, that yeah, yeah, like, yeah, he created yeah. all of Gafford's buckets. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Gafford still had to get those boards. He had to get no, those blocks. Also, like, that. those five blocks, right? Like, defensively, they played a very significant part. It was not just five points. They, it fucked up the, the Pacers' entire offensive run, bro. Because they happened all in the first half. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The Pacers rotation got fucked. The Pacers rotation got fucked, right? The also, like, see, fucked. the thing is, this game, like, again, each of these games had a different point where they stopped being close. Like, so when I was watching Wizards Indiana at the end of the first, the teams were indistinguishable, all right? Because Bradley Beal was playing well and stuff, but it's not like the Pacers were utterly, you know, out of place. Like, yeah, Demantis yeah, yeah. Sabonis, Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon had a great game. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. So, no, but I think the distinction is to be drawn with, is, was in the second quarter, right? Because exactly. second quarter, Russ came out swinging. Okay? Yeah. He came and he abused them, bro. 15, at the end of the second quarter, Wizards were up 10. Man had 15, 9, 8. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, bro, like, Westbrook killed it this game. Bro, like, I feel like, yeah, like, you know, when people be saying, oh, bro, Russell Westbrook, he doesn't play, like, a winning game and all. Bro, 15, 9, 8, bro. Right. No, no. Look, I think those people just need a reason to hate. Okay, I think Russell Westbrook's a fantastic player, but 
Bro, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> Dude, I think Jason Tatum for sure. Jason Tatum for sure. Jason Tatum for sure. All right. I think DeMontis Sabonis had both good games. All right. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Now, like, as much as I want to give Westbrook shit the first game. Okay. He had a shit game. Okay. If you compare it to, the, like, if you compare it to, I don't know, bro, whoever you want to compare to on the Wizards team, he's still one of the top performers, bro. Like, is unfortunate. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, not like they game. have a choice in the matter. Yeah. yeah. All right. But then in the second game, he came out swinging. Bradley Beal, obviously, bro, because he's man's a legend. Dude, right. the first game also, like Russ may have been shit, but that's because we watched the game. Like on paper, statistically, he had a good game. All right. No. So no, he I didn't. Think... He shot six from eighteen. Six of eighteen. No, no, he shot. dude. I agree. He didn't have an efficient game, but you look at points, you look at rebounds, you look at assists. Yeah. He had his usual kind of Russ Westbrook game, right? So. What I'm saying is, like, also, I think Malcolm Brogdon's been great. Like, coming out of injury, you don't expect a player to show up with that kind of, like, vigor. That's definitely commendable. And I think the honorable mention of the century has to go to uh, McDermott. Dude sent the Hornets home. Okay. (laughs) I don't know how he's done it, but he he had a lights-out first quarter. He channeled some kind of, you know, Steph Curry shit. And, yeah, like, I think some dudes really played out. And I think the West is even more exciting because these were not even close games. And we still had dudes balling out. Bro... I mean, the West was pretty cool, bro. Like, Grizzlies, Spurs wasn't a close game to begin with, but they came back. Super cool. Right? Yeah. Uh, Warriors, Lakers, obviously a close game. Everybody thought it was going to be. Everybody, everybody was very hard at the ass or wet at the aspect of LeBron James playing Steph Curry and all, you know. They were like, oh, bro, finals-esque yeah. dumb fucks. All right. Yeah, I mean, it's Steph Curry, Kevon Looney, and Wiggins. Against Braun and Eddie, no, but nonetheless, Ray- Raymond, 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 Raymond played for sure. so well, so well, for sure, for sure. But yeah, yeah I, I mean, guess, I think they all deserve credit for that, but yeah, that's another I mean, story. That's I guess, the West, and yeah, and you will hear the takes from uh, Aru and Jayas on that. But this is where we are with the Eastern Conference, and I think um, the Eastern Conference is going to be a very interesting one. Okay. A spam. The first round, I think, I think I genuinely think Wizard Sixers is going to be an interesting matchup. Celtics Nets. Ah, I don't know, bro. Uh, I don't think it's going to be particularly interesting. Okay. Heat Bucks. I am super excited about. That's that's the real matchup. That's where it's at. And Hawks Knicks will also be quite quite the series, bro. For sure. Dude, no one talks about those two teams because, like, they're not the teams where the stars are. You don't have a KD or a Harden playing for those teams, so no one's talking about that. But those two teams have worked their ass off for their 